David Graham is a speaker, author, businessman, former pastor, and founding director of Youth with a Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song, In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, which is a short, biblically-based, and encouraging devotional influenced by David's lifetime of personal moments. These moments are shared with a heart to encourage and inspire you to see Him, our Heavenly Father, at work in your own moments. I know this is David's heart in sharing because he has spent my lifetime speaking hope and encouragement into my own heart. If you would, take a few minutes and listen today. I am really proud of the things that he has done throughout his life, but what I am most proud of and grateful for is for the kind of dad Daddy, he has been to me. These moments took place about 35 years ago in Northern California. It was at the end of a three-day seminar in which I had been speaking on the subject of the father and his children. Following the last evening session, I allowed for a response and application time for any who wanted to stay around a while, talk, and pray. As often happened after these final sessions, The majority ended up staying for more than an hour, almost all of them, in their own way, sincerely reaching out to their Heavenly Father. While moving through the crowd, listening to the voluntary and genuine statements, prayers, and commitments of many dear folks, I saw a young man. Let's call him Stephen. I guessed him to be maybe 23 or 24 years old. He had been sitting alone, quietly weeping for some time. I sat down beside him and asked if he would like some support. He nodded, yes. Then, after telling me his name, he leaned over, elbows on his knees, and his head in his hands, and he began to sob. After a minute or more, with deep and tearful emotions, he stuttered out words I've heard from Christians many times before. He said, I can't believe God could ever forgive me? I paused a few moments and then asked, And why, Stephen, do you think he could never forgive you? After another minute of waiting, he looked at me and sobbed through these words, Because, because I I cursed him. I cursed God. This young man could have been 16, 43, or 85. He could have been single, married, divorced, or widowed. I've talked with hundreds and hundreds of Christians just like Stephen, men and women of various ages and backgrounds from six continents who could identify with Stephen's problem, an internal and ongoing struggle with unworthiness, unworthy of God's love, and in Stephen's case, unworthy of his forgiveness. I share this story and we'll return to it again in a minute, to again illustrate a very important truth about our safe and secure position as God's sons and daughters. Our Father in Heaven regards His children in much the same way good earthly parents view their children. Only His view of His children is far clearer, and His love for them is far greater. His capacity to love and to care hasn't been damaged by insecurities or fears. He has neither. He is not an imperfect parent, 
He is the ultimate parent. Just as important, his view of his children isn't obscured by their imperfect behavior. His children are perfect in his eyes. How does that strike you? Well, Paul declares this in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. It was God's plan that through the sacrificial work of Jesus Christ, we would once again be holy and blameless in his sight. And God's plan was accomplished at the time when Jesus said, It is finished. And as a result, our Father in heaven sees us, all of us who have believed and received Jesus, as holy, spiritually whole again. Wait, how can this be, you might ask? I don't act holy, and sometimes I'm not anywhere near holy. How can I be seen as holy? Listen to what the book of Hebrews has to say in chapter 10, verse 5. When Jesus came into the world, he said, I have come to do your will, O God, and by that will, God's will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. The redemptive work of Jesus Christ has amazingly made us new holy beings. When we received the spirit of sonship, which we talked about last time, when we humbly submit our dependency upon the Father, we, like the prodigal son, are restored to our original righteous stature as God's children. And what does that mean for you and me? Let's say it this way. Becoming a Christian means leaving a stature of shame, unworthiness, and guilt behind us and moving into a new stature of honor, healthy self-worth, and innocence. Permit me, I just have to go back to Paul one last time. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul announces, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. i got to stop there for a second. The old is gone? How far is it gone? It's so far gone that according to Hebrews 10.17 and many other scriptures just like it, it says this, God will never again remember our sins. Did you hear that? Your past is past. How so? Because of Christ, we are new beings. The old beings with their old statures are no more. Specifically, these new beings are called God's own sons and daughters. Oh, what manner of love is this that we should be called the children of God? This is crazy love to be loved and honored so much. How much are you honored? Now you gotta imagine this. The Bible calls him king. If you are a Christian woman, and therefore a daughter of the king, that would make you a princess, now wouldn't it? If you are a Christian man, and therefore a son of the king, wouldn't that make you a prince? You are so honored, and you are so significant. Doesn't get more significant than this. As honored sons and daughters, with brand new statures and perfect in his eyes, there is no longer a reason for living branded with a poor self-worth. And how does our Father want us to respond to his great gift of love and honor? We have a saying in our family. For years, we have told our children this. Always walk with your head high 
and your nose low. Most often we shorten that to be humbly proud. And both lines are defined as always walk with dignity and humility at the same time. Be humbly proud, we've taught our kids. And that's how I believe we Christians should live out every single day of our life as the King's children, with humility and dignity. And that brings me back to the story of Stephen when he was shaking and crying almost uncontrollably. I put my arm around his shoulders and said, Stephen, I want to tell you two things. First, your Father in Heaven has a pretty strong, healthy self-concept. He doesn't fall apart when someone curses him. Even if I heard one of my children curse me to my face, I could sure handle it, and I would certainly be able to forgive them. And I am an imperfect human dad. So give your ultimate perfect father some credit here, my brother, and begin to trust in his deep loving feelings for you and his ready willingness to forgive you. Second, The Bible says whatever is forgiven on earth by his authority is forgiven in heaven. Stephen, on his behalf and by his authority, I tell you, you are forgiven. The Father forgives you, Stephen, and that's that. Oh, and he wants you to know this. You are his son, Stephen, and he loves you more than you could ever know. Staring at me for several seconds with big, teary, hopeful eyes, he asked, He loves me that much? Yes, Stephen, he loves you that much. I never knew that before, he said. I never knew. Stephen, in my mind, was one who had been dealing with shame, shame of a deep sort. He felt guilty for cursing God, rightly so. But I think it was his ownership of shame and a general feeling of unworthiness that caused him to think that God couldn't love him and that he had done the unforgivable. I didn't have the chance to talk further with Stephen that night, so I didn't learn anything about his past or the reasons for his sad self-view. I knew there were reasons, though. But Stephen got it. The Holy Spirit had spoken to him and it seemed he was completely set free. I felt the rope of shame and unworthiness was cut. As he prayed one of the most profound prayers I had ever heard, it was from deep inside and it was powerful. He met true peace and contentment that night in California because he was hugged by his heavenly father. I got to hug him too. Dear friend, Every one of us has things we have felt or currently feel guilty over. Almost every one of us have, or are right now, feeling a sense of shame for something we've said or done. The answer, if you haven't already done so, is to humble yourself before your Heavenly Father and ask forgiveness. If you've already done that, then put it to rest. Just like your Father has, your past has passed. So be at peace, dear friend, and be humbly proud. Dear Father, dear Jesus, and dear Holy Spirit, there's not a day goes by that I don't feel so grateful, grateful for all you have done to give us a new life. You made the dry bones come alive again. 
You brought beauty out of ashes. Brand new beings, sons and daughters of God, are home with you again. And I pray that you bless this one today with a renewed sense of awe, a new sense of peace, a new sense of gratefulness, and a new sense of joy. Let this one see that the old is gone. The new has come. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.